Hello and welcome to Dialer for Flanger, which is a show where I talk to people. Uh, my nickname is sometimes Flanger, but most people call me Paul. Uh, but today I have, uh, I would call him, you know, the closest thing that our, you know, sordid profession gets to royalty. It's um, Shag Matthews from the Fire and Water Network, who's uh, joined me today. Hi, Shag. Well, hello. I was expecting you to say the closest thing we've got to Guy Gardner uh, amongst <laughs> the community, but okay, I'll take that one. I like yours better. Well, yeah, you've been uh, podcasting a bit longer than me. Thank you for calling me old. Yeah, well, I'm older than you, so, yeah. Oh, by a lot, folks. I mean, <laughs> a lot. There are, tree there are trees younger than Paul. But anyway, go ahead. They're called saplings, but that's, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> There are so many different trees in the world of different ages. It's not a not a very focused insult. That's what I'm saying, Shag. You lift your game. It's six in the morning over here for me, folks. <laughs> so I could do this be on the call with Paul. <laughs> Nonsense. It's six twenty six. Fair enough. Fair enough. Why are we why are we here? Please remind me. Alright, we we are both well, I'm an avid user of the DC Universe uh infinite app. And you are also a user of it. And a few years ago, we did a chat about it when it was pretty new for both of us. And mm -hmm. said, this is how we're finding it and gave some recommendations. And I thought, let's uh, revisit that. And we're a few years down the track. They've introduced a few new features, uh, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, Shag, um, do you want to just tell people the basics of what it is, just in case no one knows? And, and they're here for just for us. It's a place where you read comics. Right. Digital oh, comics. Oh, you wanted more than that. Okay, sure. So uh, it is the Netflix of DC Comics is what it is, basically. And by the way, that, that episode we recorded, uh, if, you, if you do want to listen back to you know what the world was like you know, uh, three years ago, you can find that over at FW Presents on the Fire and Water Podcast Network called DC Infinite. And uh, Paul and I had a fun chat there. But yeah, they've changed it a bit since then. So basically, you you pay a, uh, an annual fee or a monthly fee, depending, and we can get into the tiers and all that in just a minute, but you pay the fee, and it's like the Netflix for DC Comics. You can get anywhere from 27,000 to 32,000 comic books, and you can get access to brand new comics uh, not too long after they come out. Again, it depends on which tier you sign up for, and it is a... If you're a DC comic lover, I mean, this is almost a no-brainer. I mean, it's yeah, why would you not get something like this to have access to read any comic book from DC's library, not any, but almost any comic from DC's library, anytime you want. And it's it's a joy. It brings me a lot of happiness. Yeah, so I use an iPad. I have There's an app on the iPad. I don't use my phone just because I'm, you know, my eyes aren't super. I don't have robot eyes like a robot man. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? How do you use it? Do you have an iPad or? I have a Kindle, actually, an Amazon Fire Kindle, which is a 10-inch tablet. Uh, it is like the cheap person, because I'm a cheap person. I can't, I can't afford an iPad. I don't have that uh, money pouring in like, you know, the, the Paul network guys do. So I have to buy the cheap stuff. So I bought a Kindle, and then I sideloaded uh, the Google Play Store, which sounds scary, but it takes like 30 seconds. It's super easy. And so I downloaded the, the app through there. So I do it on the Kindle Fire, and it's awesome, and I adore it. Now, I do have it on my phone as well. The only time I typically use it on my phone is if we're having some nerd conversation, you know, online, whether it's, you know, on Twitter or Instagram right. or whatever, and I want to snap a panel. Uh, to, for the discussion, I'll open it on there, go to the panel by panel mode and grab the panel, you know, take a screenshot and then share it that way. That's usually the only reason I use it on my phone. Cause yeah, like I'm too old also. I don't have robotic eyes either. Uh, Steve Austin eyes. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last time we chatted, you were reading it on a computer. Um, now, do you ever go back to the computer functionality or do you prefer the app functionality? I uh, definitely prefer the app. So that was one of the, um, I used to have to, 
use it with a VPN and pretend I was American to get it. So uh, that was how I started using it. And yeah, it, because it existed, it was driving me nuts that it wasn't in my country. So I got around that by setting a VPN to say I was in the United States and then I could access it and um, paid for a subscription and away I went. But um, yeah, since then, it has been released in other countries around the world. It was rolled out kind of haphazardly, uh, it came to Australia. And one of the things I found was um, it works so much better with the app. So, because, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a lot of bugs in it, I found, on uh, using the browser to use it. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I've tried the computerized version before, and it's fine. Like, like if I'm doing, um, again, grabbing images to post online for the, you know, we, we do on my show something called Image Galleries, where we'll, you know, like if we're talking about a comic, we'll like reference the image. Like, it's great for pulling images that way. But otherwise, yeah, I don't, I don't like the interface. I much prefer the app. It's great. Yeah, and it releases new comics every week, and they're mostly a month behind. But, I mean, one thing I've noticed, which is quite fun, is every now and again, it'll just dump a brand new comic there the same date that it hit the store. And it tends mm-hmm. to be sort of seasonal, like the, if they do a Halloween special or the recent Santa Claus comics they did with Jeff Parker, they were all coming out day and date on the app. How was that, by the way? Jeff Parker okay. is always good for a reliable he's a reliable creator you you're going to get some quality stuff and some fun so yeah and that was it and yeah santa claus with the dc universe the as we know it today so fun stuff that was that was the appeal to me i saw it i didn't get a chance to read it yet but i saw jeff parker's name and i i am i'll read anything by jeff parker he's wonderful i got a chance to meet him one time and i gushed about like if i if i'm a fanboy for any modern day creator where i'm just like a total tongue-tied nerd it's him I just oh. love his stuff. And so that was the appeal to me. So I hadn't had a chance to read it. I wish I'd read it over the holidays, but didn't get around to it. But either way, good stuff. Yeah. You know, now might be a good chance, uh, if I may, sir, to talk about the different tiers. Because uh, we're talking about release dates and everything. And that actually comes into play with the different tiers that you subscribe. Do you want me to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, or you know, I would love, yeah, if you've done some research, yeah, show off. Yeah. Jeff. Uh, that's how the Fire and Water Podcast Network rolls, is we do lots of research before we do a show, Paul. So I'm actually, it's a new word for you. It's called prepared. Um, but anyway, so um, there are three different subscription tiers you can do. You can do monthly, which is the most costly version, where you just pay $7.99 a month, uh, and you get access to 27,000 comics, uh, and you get new comics six months after the release. Um, that's, you know, if you want to dip your toe into it, that's a great way to go. But then the next step up, or if you've been to the doctor and they've said you've got one month to live, that's probably the one for you. There you go. That's a good thought. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or there's the annual subscription, which is where you pay about 75 bucks and you get the everything I just mentioned, except you have it for a year there and you're saving some money. So $75 again, gets you access to 27,000 comics, all the annuals, all the annuals. What do you mean by that? Well, you get all the annuals because it's an annual subscription, so you get. Yeah. Oh, that was wit. That's what passes for wit down there. Okay, great. And then the next tier up, which is like the top level, this comes at a premium price, but there's some benefits to it. It's called the ultra level, which is 120 dollars. Now, not only do you get those 27,000 comics we mentioned a minute ago, you get another 5,000 books on top of that, which is mainly just trade paperbacks, uh, Vertigo stuff, Black Label stuff. So that it's not like you're getting a bunch more Superman comics. You're getting collected editions, again, Black Label and Vertigo. Uh, and, and one of the other real benefits is here, rather than waiting six months after a comic is published, you get new comics 30 days after they're published. So when that, you know, um, I don't know, when that new issue of Batman comes out and you're just dying to read it, you can read it 30 days after it's published. Yeah. You also get a free DC collectible comic exclusive mailed to your house. 
Uh, this past year, it was a hardcover special edition of The Death of Superman 30th Anniversary. Um, it's a nice hardcover if you're into that thing. I don't care. It went on my shelf and I haven't read it, but it's a very nice hardcover. In fact, yeah, it, it's specific to ultra subscribers. So you could probably, what Paul probably did, he probably sold it online. I bet made a pretty penny if he's smart. <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, I still have mine, but I, I actually got the trade paperback. So I don't know if they were offering, they were, I think the hardcover was the people at the front of the queue in America. So, oh, but, okay. Right. But, mm-hmm. but, um, a couple of months ago, they sent me another book. Did you know that? Oh, were they sent you? Uh, they sent me uh, the Batman Who Laughs miniseries, uh, a special edition of that with a unique cover. Oh, wow. Like, did you have a wobbly table you needed to put, like, uh, under one of the <laughs> legs to balance it, or...? Uh, well, it, I mean, it's it's uh, Scott Snyder and Jock, so, I mean, the art is pretty good, I'd say, but I haven't read it yet. It's, it is literally the only comic I own that is in my read pile at the moment. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, and I joke, I mean, hey, again... If you don't care about it, seriously, flip it, sell it. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either. So, um, but it's, it's a neat benefit that they give out to people. Now, the $120 price point does feel a little stiff. And by the way, I, I do have to make fun of the names of these things, right? So first of all, the product is called, used to be called DC Universe. Then they, when they changed it, it became DC Universe Infinite. And then if you're this special tier subscriber, you're DC Universe Infinite Ultra, Ultra. subscriber which is yeah. ridiculously long. And as someone, uh, one of our friends, the network dubbed it uh, DC universe, infinite ultra humanite, which I, is actually mm. a lot funnier, but yeah, but I, I do have to chide you for being so American and parochial because the prices you're quoting aren't the same as the prices I pay. Oh, so. well that's because we use real money. You use, you use funny uh, monopoly money, but so I did some math for people at home. So, you know, 120 bucks sounds like a lot. It really does. But I, that works. If you're buying new comics, you know, that new comic runs what? Three ninety nine. Pretty much, right? <laughs> I wish. It doesn't? What do, what do they run nowadays? If you if it's the slightest bit of oversize, it's going to be five ninety nine. If it has a cardstock cover, it's going to be at least four ninety nine. So holy yeah. moly, okay. Yeah. So yeah, what you were talking about, I mean, is probably six years ago pricing uh, on average, and generally with the pricing charge, Marvel is always like a buck ahead of DC on the whole. Wow. But DC gradually ca- catches up. So, yeah, uh, new comics are quite often four ninety nine now. Okay, so 120 bucks for, uh, divide that by, you know, a $5 comic, right? So if you just buy 24 comics in a year, or if you read two series, let's just say, let's just say you read Nightwing and Titans or something, and that's all you read, you've just paid for your $120 subscription, right? Yeah. Or if you like trade paperbacks, you know, the cheapest trade I can find from DC are about $17. That's how much of the, the, an average trade goes for nowadays. So if you buy just seven trades in a year, your subscription is paid for. And not only do you have those seven trades, you have access to 32,000 comic books, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, in Australia, the same tier, the ultra tier is $134.99, which is actually quite generous because the exchange rate would usually make closer to 170 Australian. But uh, Oh, wow. Okay. But um, given that uh, a four ninety nine comic in Australia costs nearly $10, so <gasps> yeah. Okay. Which is why the only people reading comics are old bastards like me. So. Right. <laughs> now, if, if you're trying to decide, here's what I recommend, folks, is it, it depends on what you're into. If you don't care about new comics, and let's face it, a lot of people our age, Paul, don't care about new comics, all right? And if you don't care about Vertigo and Black Label stuff, 
then I would just tell you to get the annual membership because yeah. that'll give you the 27,000 comics. And again, all you're missing are collected editions. Well, you can read them issue by issue. You don't have to read a collected edition. And you're missing the Black Label and Vertigo stuff, which if you don't care about, who cares? So you get the annual for 75 bucks and you got to, you know, you'd have to wait 30 days. I'm sorry, you have to wait six months for anything new. But again, if you're not caring about new, who cares? So $75 is a great deal for 27,000 comics. That's what I did for a long time before they ever added this ultra tier. Yeah. So it's a, it's a great benefit. And uh, either way, um, I think it's a hell of a deal for the amount of comics I've been reading lately. Yeah. And I will point out that there are things available in trade for the ultra level that aren't in there on issues. So, mm. for instance, if you want to read all of Jack Kirby's The Demon, uh, I think you can only read like the first 10 as individual issues, but all 16 are in the trade, which you can access uh. if you have ultra. And there's a, quite a few other examples like Garth Ennis' The Demon Run is entirely in trade, but only one issue. I think the, the Zero issue is the only one that's there as an issue on its own. That is shocking. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I pay attention more than you. That is a fact. So let's talk about some comics first. So what do you read? What do you read every week? Well, you have the Ultra tier, correct? Yeah, I have the Ultra as well. First, let me say I don't read every week. I read when it's convenient. There was a period of time where I was taking my daughter to a, a, an after-school thing every day. I'm sorry, uh, every week. And that was my day. I got to go read comics. I would sit down in a coffee shop while she's at her thing, and i just read comics, and it was the greatest thing. And now she's too old and doesn't need me anymore, so I don't get to do that. So I read comics when I can. So it tends to be I'll binge. I won't read for a month, and then I'll read a ton this kind of thing. So I wouldn't say every week. And I, I just kind of – I wasn't sure how you want to do this. So I just started putting together lists of stuff I've read because I've been a member now for like five years, like larger runs I've read over the past five years because I keep track of all this stuff. The app doesn't do this for you. I keep track in a Google spreadsheet because I'm a, that much of a nerd. I like to know that I'm actually getting my money's worth. Uh, I've read just shy of about 800 comics on the app in the five years. <laughs> and I know, I know. It's, it's a small number. Like there's years – like last year, I barely read anything. I just – didn't read a lot. This year I've read more. A couple of years ago I read an amazing amount of stuff on the app. Either way. I read 463 comics on the app last year alone. <laughs> see? Okay. See, yeah. last year I – like right now I'm uh, – let's see. For this year – now I'm only nine months into my year, uh, my subscription year. I'm only at 100 comics this year, wow. you know, which isn't a lot. But it's still – at the price point, it's a hell of a deal. Yeah. Anyway, so some weird dude I know kept pushing Tom Taylor crap on me. <laughs> uh, and so I've read a lot of Tom Taylor's Nightwing. Now, I'm not done, so no spoilers, please. Uh, I've, I've got some catching up to do, but I've read a ton of Tom Taylor's Nightwing, and that has been absolutely glorious. And what a great series. Yeah. So what, what, when, do you, when do you fire off with one or two? I'll tell you what I've – like, there's a lot of things that I've never read that I made a point of reading, and there's a lot of things that – are coming out every uh, every month, and I've kept up with them. So at the moment, I'm all caught up with Batman, uh, Batman Superman World's Finest, um, mm. Danger Street. I've got one issue left. I'm reading Harlequin, Poison Ivy, Wildcats, which has just ended, Wonder Woman by Tom King, which is probably the best way to read it, not paying for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've read a lot of things that... I would normally have bought and trade, and that, uh, yeah, well, I'll get into that later, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff there that I would have normally bought, but because of this, I'm not buying it now, so it is saving me, it's not only, you know, saving me comics to read, it's actually saving me comics to purchase, because, you know, I'd go, the only way to read this is to have a copy of it, um, so I'll, right, have, right. you know, so I'd fill up my shelves, and... That's one of the joys of this, too, is A, saving money, and B, reading stuff you never would have read. You yeah, know? like I, I probably never would have read Jeremy Adams Flash Run, you know, the, where Wally West comes oh, back. Yeah, yeah. I just wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have been willing to try it. But someone rec I'm, 
I, I, I'm not going to give you credit because I don't want to do that anymore. Someone, I don't know who, told me to read <laughs> Jeremy Adams' Flash with Wally, and it was fantastic. Now, I'm, that's another one I haven't finished yet. And, I mean, that's been great. Now, a series I would have bought, um, actually, in fact, I did buy the first issue, but Stargirl Lost Children. You know, I, I, I don't know that I would have kept buying it at the price point, but I read that, and I, I loved every page of that book. Oh, my gosh, I've read it twice now on wow. the app. I like it so much. Uh, a comic that is new that's coming out currently that I would have started to buy and then dropped is uh, the new Just, Justice Society of America series. Uh, I, uh, I'm reading that on the app and not enjoying it, which is great. Uh, so I'm but hoping that's going to turn a corner. I don't know. Is it just me or are you enjoying no, it? No, no. It, it does actually get better around issue six. Yeah, once they get done with the stupid snow globe, sure. Yeah. But we're only on issue, yeah. like, what, seven? So, I mean, it's like, I don't know that it is better yet or whether we had one or two good issues. So I'm, I'm being a snob. Uh, another comic I never – here's two uh, – here you go. I'll, I'll rattle off a few. Comics I never, ever, ever would have read if it weren't for the app, and I'm glad I did. Um, Robin, the the series that started in 2021, it's about Damien. Like, I – The Fight Club Island, Damien. right? I think it, yeah. That has been, and again, I'm not done. I started it and I got distracted by other shiny things, but I'm going to get back to it. I love that series. It's a super lot of fun, and I can't stand Damien, but like I found certain ways to get into the character. That's one of them. Uh, Future State was something that like I looked at, and I don't think I could actually roll my eyes back hard enough about Future State, uh, but then I tried some of it. And I ended up reading like 12 issues of it here or there. And some, some, not all, some of it was really stinking enjoyable, which then led me to read that, uh, some of that Wonder Girl run that spun out of that, which was also really, really good. So there's something that I never would have tried that I really enjoyed. Yeah. You, you go for some more. I got more after that. Okay. Um, I read Rorschach, which is um, mm. Tom King sort of continuing Watchmen sort of, but uh, that's mm-hmm. really good. And the Jorge Fauna's art is amazing. Mm. Yeah, that, so that's been good. I read all of Monkey Prince, which is... I don't know, did you ever watch that show Monkey when you were a kid? I have no idea what that is, but I keep hearing people talk about how much they enjoy Monkey Prince. So it's kind of like it, in the back of my head to try it. Yeah, well, it was kind of like we had the time slot where you'd get Doctor Who at 6.30 and before that there would be some light show. Um, mm-hmm. And it was often a thing called The Goodies, which you probably don't know about. Yeah, but Monkey was one of the shows that was in the rotation and it was. it's kind of like... Chinese fables, but sort of with the Kung Fu dubbing, and it's quite ridiculous and fun. Um, <laughs> and the Monkey Prince comic reminds me of that completely. Like, it's just, you know, the mythical Monkey Prince in the DC universe, really, and, uh, yeah, a modern-day equivalent of that. Uh, so that's been really good. Superman Space Age by Mark Russell and... Mike Allred. It's uh, three oversized issues, like a prestige format. Uh, it's really good. Oh, Haven't even seen that one. They would have been like six ninety nine an issue, but it's just three issues. But it was um, it's sort of it's what we used to call an Elseworlds. Ah, I've heard uh, of those. Yeah, it's like Superman in real time from the fifties to the seventies, sort of. Hmm. Yeah, but that that was superb, and I think he's going to do a follow up with Batman soon called Batman Dark Age. So sounds kind of like uh, John Byrne's Generations or something like that. Oh, it's probably closer to New Frontier. Oh, nice. Okay. But really good. Oh, there's two things I read that I went and bought in physical trades after reading them on the app. Now, one is a a 12-issue series called Far Sector, and I push this on everyone. It is a Green Lantern story, but um, saying a Green Lantern story carries so much baggage, but it's about an entirely new Green Lantern who's on a... You know, assignment to solve a murder in a sector where there are no Greenlands, no humans, and it is 
oh, it's, it's just wonderful sci-fi. It's really well written. Um, it stands alone. It's a murder mystery. It's also got some really clever world building. It's like one of the best Star Trek novels you can think of done as a comic with a Green Lantern. It's, yeah, it's excellent stuff. And it's only 12 issues. Yeah, I read that, went and bought the trade, gave the trade away, going to have to buy it again, that sort of thing. So Wow. Yeah. That, that's, that story has been recommended to me by so many people. It's actually on my list of stuff to read. Uh, when we get, we've got a little section here of stuff we want to read. That's on my list of stuff I plan on reading. Yeah, well, it's a page turner too. Like it just sucks you straight in, and it's hmm. going to be hard to stop reading it once you start. Now, the other no. thing I bought as a trade was the Matt Fraction Jimmy Olsen series, which is hilarious. So, hmm. okay, yeah, it gets into lots of funny stuff about um, Jimmy Olsen's ancestry and how that's tied up with Lex Luthor's ancestry in the origins of Metropolis and stuff like that. It's very, very funny. Yeah, it's it's got some great lines. There's a whole bit where he um he gets the the red lantern cat that vomits blood. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and he's trying to keep the bathroom clean, and <laughs> there's just blood oh vomit God. everywhere. It's just really good. <laughs> yeah, but that that has some really classic stuff, and it's got Jimmy Olsen doing Jimmy Olsen things, but with a modern wink to it all, which is really enjoyable. Going to Gorilla City and getting drunk and ending up married to a gorilla and all that sort of stuff. I, I, that sounds hilarious. And I didn't know Matt Fraction had done anything for DC, so that sounds like a lot of fun. Well, I mean, that's one of the best things that happened because Bendis came over. Oh. The stuff Bendis wrote was terrible, but uh, everything that his mates <laughs> coming on board was the best thing. Like Mark Russell did the Wonder Twins run as well. Out of oh, that. right, right. Yeah, which was really good as well. Yeah, if you want to read a book where the Justice League are basically upholding the status quo and in the whole time you're just going, no, that's the one. And I can't believe DC let him write it, so... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'll, I'll rattle off a few more. So there's a series that I guess started as a web-only series first, uh, and then I guess maybe they published it. I don't know how this works, but clearly it's, desi- it's designed for the web. Uh, Batman the Adventure Continues, which is uh, – it's like based on Batman animated series, but it's just more stories. And I didn't think I would enjoy that kind of comic, but almost because of the way it's designed – as a web book, uh, it just it reads differently, and it was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed Batman: The Adventure Continues. Then read again, like I went down a Tom Taylor rabbit hole, and I read Batman: The Detective, which was a mini series, and it's like Bruce Wayne when he's older. The art is really kind of edgy and stuff, and it, it reminded me of like Batman comics in the '90s so much that I loved it. It was a great sort of investigation detective story. Really, really enjoyed that one. And then, did you read Crime Syndicate, by the way? Crime Syndicate. Yes, I did. Yeah, six-issue mini. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was so strange. It was about the Crime Syndicate as protagonists in their world, fighting off problems. But it was a little tongue-in-cheek, too. Like, the editor's notes would make up stuff that never happened. Like, yeah. you know, you'd have a footnote to stuff that never – and it was a lot of fun. I found myself su- surprisingly looking forward to that every month. I'm like, oh, here's a new comic I'm enjoying. That's so weird. Yeah. Then, uh, again, some – idiot and down under recommended i read something uh and i went read 32 freaking issues in like a weekend of something called deceased uh, <laughs> it's dc zombie stuff which you you pushed me that was the last time we did one of these episodes in fact. oh wow yeah you put you pushed this on me and you said you need to read it it's dc zombies i'm like i couldn't care about zombies any less and i tried it because you wouldn't shut up about it I read all of Deceased. I read the Dead Planet spinoff, the Hope of the World's End spinoff, the Unkillable spinoff. It was so much freaking fun. Yeah. It was an absolute joy. Uh, so I, I 
can't believe I'm recommending DCs to people, but it's so stinking good. Yeah, and what that does is it takes all the characterization you love of characters and distills it into a one big adventure story that's not beholden to any continuity. Right. It's like, what if this happened to all the DC characters and if there were stakes and things, you know, people died and you couldn't go back from it. But it's got some glorious moments of, like, Black Canary becoming a Green Lantern because Hal gets killed. You know, that sort of thing. There's also some great shockers and big reveals that you're like, you read and you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. And yeah, it's just, it's a really excellent Elseworlds, uh, shockingly. Yeah, but long. Like, it's a long play. Well, it just keeps going. Yeah, they like to do the series and they do another one and they do another one. Uh, Then um, they did one thing, which was came out day and date. uh, Or no, I'm sorry. This was uh, exclusive to the app originally. Like you could read it on the app a month ahead of time, which was kind of cool. Harley Quinn animated Eat, Bang, Kill. Oh, yeah. It was a a fun, fun miniseries that took place in between uh, a couple of seasons of Harley Quinn, the the animated series. And again, you got it a month early on the app, which was a great benefit. And that was – and at the time I was watching the Harley Quinn cartoon. That was so much fun. Like super enjoyed that. Really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's it's like the Batman animated, but really irreverent and adult. Well, it's like the cartoon. I mean, it's very much like the cartoon. So, and there's also this random stuff that shows up that I'll read. Like, I'm a, I'm an easy mark for Titans stuff if it's something that I can jump into without a lot of effort. And when the TV series was going, they did a whole bunch of miniseries. They'd just be like four issue miniseries or seven issue miniseries or something that you didn't have to know anything about, and they weren't necessarily based on the tv show but they'd use it as an inspiration for example like the season where superboy shows up on the tv show well they do a titans miniseries you know in dc comic continuity but it had superboy in it like where he was a main character so they, they kind of tied it thematically in with the tv show without being beholden to the tv show continuity so like they, it was titans united there was titans burning rage titans together there's like all these little short miniseries they would do and i was an easy mark for all of those never would have paid for those in a million years but hey you know, I've already paid the money. Why not? Yeah. Let, let's take a break from that. I'm going to talk maths for a minute. So on the app, each year I, I read a lot. Like I read, I read like 1200 comics last year. Um, Good Lord. In the, in January to December. But on the DC app, I read 463 comics, which I would consider new. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we say that there were three ninety nine, um, I would have read, uh, one thousand eight hundred and forty-seven and thirty-seven cents worth of comics, and that's mm. a, that's American. So if we convert that to Australian dollars, that's you know nearly three thousand. So three thousand dollars, and this is that's just the new stuff. Now old comics. Now what is an old comic worth? So it's hard to say because you know an old comic could be like an issue of Outsiders that you might find in a, a dollar bin or a, we will pay you a dollar to take this or something like <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, or it might be like a Swamp Thing issue, which is $50 to buy. So right. yeah, I, I read 88 old comics. So I don't know if we call that $2 uh, each, uh, it could be Australian or American, you know, that's $172. So yeah. Anyway, I, and I, then they've got before these... you go into that, I find it interesting how flipped our reading patterns are because I read a lot more old stuff. Like I've been rattling off new stuff because you know I'm trying to play to your strengths here, but I read 
uh, like you invert those pyramids or ratios there for me, it would be I read so much more old stuff than new stuff on the app. Um, and that's the beauty of the app. You can do either. But go ahead with your map. Now, take your shoes off before you get to this next one. <laughs> and the other thing is there's weird comics there. Like they're ones I, they're not really for sale. They're digital only. They're, you know, things like that. So I don't even know how to count them. But I read like 15 of them. So they were things that just showed up. And maybe later they'd collect them as a comic at some point. But, uh, yeah, it was... Hard to say. But yeah, it is interesting because I really, I mean, all the old stuff I've ever wanted to read, I've mostly read already. Mm. But things like The Ronin Trade uh, is there for Ultra. I've never read that. It's an early Frank Miller thing before I did Dark Knight Returns. And yeah. I, I've right. never read that. So I, I gave that a spin a few months ago. And I've been reading, like, as I mentioned before, The Demon by uh, Jack Kirby. I bought the first issue of The Demon at Heroes Con last year. Yeah, but I wanted to keep reading and you know so i was able to do that and i mean there's reading projects to keep up with things like uh, the outcasters I, I haven't read all those outsiders comics so i've been reading them on the app stuff of like that i mean that's the beauty of thing it allows you to be really flexible and keep up with other people's stuff oh yeah i mean uh, i, I want to go back to the math section for a second but i but uh, addressing specifically what you just said I, the beauty of the app is I love I just follow my muse. It's it's whatever I'm either following on a podcast or whatever I'm in the mood to read at that moment. I don't feel beholden to reading, you know, even though I'm enjoying Tom Taylor's Nightwing. I don't know that I've read an issue in five months, but I'm going to come back to it. It's there whenever I want it. Uh, and it's, you know, at the touch of a finger. I don't have to go find six long boxes to get it. But going back to the math. So, uh, you know, I, I said I've read about 800 comics in four in four years and nine months on the app. Now, I did a, I did a different kind of math. I said, all right, you know, I just put it all together. I didn't separate what was new and what was old. But I figure all right, new comic at three ninety nine, old comics, dollar bin, old comic, fifty dollars, you know, whatever. I average it out to about three bucks. Three bucks a comic, I figure, you know, whatever. And um, that's about $2,400. And over the past five years, I've paid about $400 for my subscription. So I've saved at least two grand, you know, and, and, and I'm not even voraciously devouring books like Paul. Even in the past year, you know, and, and again, I'm in the middle of a subscription. So I did the best way to figure. I figure I've read only, I've probably only read about 120, which isn't a lot in the past 12 months. But still, $3 an issue, that's 360 bucks. So I still saved. $261 over the past year with my subscription price. So it's it's been very worthwhile financially. Absolutely. And, and I'm going to blow your mind here because it's quite small and easily blown. True. I have started selling my comics because of what I have available now on the app. So there's a lot of things that I was just keeping because it was the only way to read them. And, yeah. you know, then they show up on the app and it's like, why do I have all these boxes of comics? I'm going to die one day. My wife's going to come in here and look at them all and go, what the hell am I going to do with all this crap? And then she's going to go to a comic shop and say, can I, will you give me any money for these? And they'll go, we'll give you 20 bucks for these 15 boxes. And, you know, so I don't want that to happen. So I've started whittling down my collection and there were so many decisions I'd made on what I had based on the fact that there was no other way to have it. But now there's mm -hmm. another way to have it. So it's not only saving me money, it's freed up, my ability to sell things. So there's things I never thought I'd part with. Like I've sold Sandman Mystery Theater. I had the complete run of that. I've sold Legion with the, uh, you know, L dot E dot, that one. Yeah, acronym Legion. The acronym <laughs> Legion. I've sold that recently because I, I don't have to keep it anymore. Yeah, there's all these things. It's allowing me to part with things. And the other thing is, 
recently I wanted to read something and I pulled it off my shelf and started to read it. And it's going, this is really hard to read. It's not very bright. And then I switched to the app and it's going, why have I got all these trades if I can't read, enjoy them like I want to? I, I experienced that recently. So uh, on, I do a podcast called uh, Justice League International Blah Ha Ha Podcast, by the way. Excellent show. Award winning in my mind. <laughs> anyway, there was a series of books called DC Retroactive, which were a lot of fun. They were a lot of, they did these uh, old stories and kind of old continuity stuff. And I read it on the app, which was awesome. Then I pulled out the physical comic because I had it handy. And the printing is so hard to read. It's like the paper just absorbed the colors. Like you can't yeah. see anything that's going on in the background. I'm at familiar. All. It's modern printing on old paper and it doesn't work. It looks terrible. And so I, I read it. I hated it, and I actually went back and reread the digital version again before the podcast just because I needed a prep, and I couldn't even read the physical one. It's not my eyes going bad. It's literally the printing process sucked. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of benefit in that. And in my case, I have 49 long boxes. Okay, the reality is I probably have more than that, but my wife said if I ever get to 50, they're going at the street. So anytime <laughs> anyone asks me that question, I have 49 long boxes. And they're all stacked up in the closet seven boxes high. So – at my age, if I ever want to get to, I don't know, something with a W or something, I'm like, screw it. I'm not moving not just the seven boxes above or six boxes above it, but I got to move the ones on the side of it so they don't fall over and all this stuff. I'm like, I'm, I, I don't know the last time I pulled out the long boxes to dig for issues because it's all at my fingertips now. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the other thing is, you know, my wife says, oh, some of these you're letting go for, you know, 20 cents each, 50 cents each. And do you regret that? And I said, no, I got to read them and I got to hang on to them for all this time. And, and now I can still read them, but I don't have the, you know, like I used to have about, and this is nothing compared to a lot of people, but I had about nearly five and a half thousand items of comics, like including trades and hardcovers. And mm -hmm. I've just got it below 3000 in the last two years. And I looked up on eBay and it said that I made $4,000 last year. So, Holy crap. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that's just getting rid of stuff. And my goal is to get, if I if there's a fire, I only have to grab like three boxes to have all the comics I, I really, really can't replace. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I totally get that. I mean, if I, could, if I could magically get rid of my 49 long boxes and maybe keep two of them and... Now, the problem is I don't want to spend the time of, like, going online and selling it. If I could do it, I would do it in a heartbeat. But I, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. good for you for making the time for doing that, yeah. Yeah. But once you prune everything that you don't want away, you discover what you really love. And mm -hmm. I've discovered I really love Swamp Thing. So. Mm, okay. That's fantastic. Now, the flip side, and like, there's, I know there's persnickety old people like Kichi Baker listening or something. It's like, well, you don't see the old ads. And, you know, and there's a physical tactile touching and, and you turn the pages and comics have a smell. And you know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah. All of those are valid points reading a physical comic it is a different experience but at this point in my life convenience trumps all of that for me convenience is more important than all of those t things and i'm i'm totally down with that there's also like i i'll, I'll go to bookstores or use bookstores or new bookstores or whatever which is just like a candy store for me i just love going there and i'll buy books and novels and stuff like that and then i go down the comic book graphic novel aisle and i'll see a hundred things i want i'm like ooh, ooh, but then i realize you know what I have it at home on the app. So yeah. I've saved a ton of money in trades that would have just cluttered up my bookshelves where I'm like, okay, you know, as much as I want to read that, I can go home and read it right now. And I've already paid for it. And so it, that saved me a ton of money over the last few years. That's for sure. And that's for both Marvel and, cause I'm also a Marvel unlimited subscriber that yeah. saved me a lot of money on, from, on both sides. Yeah. And I mean, I do uh, DC OCD, the DC events podcast, which uh, I wouldn't be able to do the show without the app because right. um, events today, 
they go for months and they go, you know, there's, they used to be 15 issues and now they're like 60 issues per an event. Mm -hmm. And the app was a must have to be able to keep covering all these events because, you know, if you were going to invest in the collections of that, it's not just, it's a core book and then it's like six or seven satellite books around the event to cover it. And then you can't read it all in order without flipping. Like if you want to read Blackest Night in order, I had to have six books side by side and go from one trade to the other mm -hmm. to read it in the, the release order. But on the app, it, you can say, you know, I want to read Blackest Night and it'll, it'll lay it all out for you and go start here and keep going. And that's one thing I want to talk about in a minute is the curated content because they actually do a really good job with that. But let's let's talk to the old fogies for a minute here because, you know, a lot of the stuff we've talked about have been the newer stuff because that's what you're into. Folks, for you people who love the old stuff, it's all there, brother. Like, I'm going to rattle off just real quick some of the old stuff I've been reading. Some of this for podcasts. Like, I've been reading the Blue Devil Run for podcasts. And if you've never read Blue Devil or if you haven't read it in 30 years, it's so, so freaking good. You know, I've been reading all the Wahaha Justice League stuff for my podcast or JSA. I mean – Pretty much every JSA comic you can imagine is out there, which is wonderful. You can dive in there. I read a bunch of Shadow Pack for a podcast. I mean, there, again, Wolfman Perez Titans. When's the last time you read it, folks? Spend some time digging and reading all of that stuff. Or the Titans Hunt. Or if you've never tried a Scooby-Doo Team-Up. Have you, have you ever read Scooby-Doo Team-Up? Yeah. Yeah. There was a Doom Patrol issue. Uh, that's true. Scooby-Doo Team-Up is the freaking insane joy to read. You wouldn't think it would, but it's it's Scooby Doo teaming up with all the DC characters. You know, there's issue with the Spectre of all, you know, whatever, and it's so much fun. So there are a million things out there for for the old fogies who don't care about the new stuff. Uh, again, thirty two thousand comics in the bench. I cannot recommend digging into the old stuff that way. It's like you recommended Starfire to me, which doesn't feel uh, that old, right? But it's actually eight years old now, or, yeah. or going to be nine years old this year. And I read all 12 issues one weekend. What a fun comic. You yeah. Know, just that's an old book by now. That's, um, Jimmy Pound, Miotti and Amanda Connor. Yes, it is. It's got some really nice Amanda Connor art in there. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to talk about, cause we talked about curated content. I want to talk, can I talk about that for a minute? Like some of the benefits of the app in that yeah, regard? Yeah, sure. So here, here's some recommendations for you, whether you're currently using the app or you're thinking about it, whatever. Take some time to explore the homepage, right? Because there's a lot of cool things there that you would never consider reading yourself. There's a section for newly added this week, which is great. You'll see you'll see a bunch of stuff come through. If you're on Ultra, you'll see it 30 days after it comes out. If you're just annual, you'll see it six months. Either way, there's a DC publishes a lot of crap I've never even heard of. And so I'll see it there. I'm like, what's this? And I'll try it. And sometimes it's a win. Sometimes it's not. But there's a ton of stuff out there that you never would know. So it's always a great place to check. Then the curated content is something that just I absolutely love this stuff. They'll put together, they'll kind of bundle together. They'll either be on the homepage or the search page or something. They'll be like, here, here's a bunch of Christmas themed comics. And you're like, oh, cool. I'll read that. You know, I know about this, you know, Christmas comic. I don't know about that one. Okay. And you read a bunch of stuff that way or uh, most read issues of the year tells you what's popular. Or then there'll be like selections that are specific to a character or an era or whatever. Like right now on the homepage, there's like, here's a bunch of great Teen Titans eras. And it'll be collected like, you know, the Judas contract or the Titans hunt or the Je Jeff John stuff or whatever, which is really cool. Or they'll have Superman Exile or they got LGBTQ characters, comics, all this different stuff. Anyway, it's a great way to try books you never would have thought of. And then the I don't know, what's been your experience with the search function in the app? It's kind of clunky. So, I mean, I feel like I have a bit of an advantage because I know exactly what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, like, for instance, knowing that the Garth Ennis trades were on there, they're quite hard to find and they're mm. only there for ultra. But if you use, just use the search as it is, uh, if you're not prepared to really persist with it, you won't find them. So 
Yeah. Interesting. So the, the, there's the pros and the cons. Everything Paul just described is the challenge of the search page. But one of the benefits of it, too, and I didn't really spend time exploring this until because I was always like, I'm looking for a specific thing, and that's all I cared about. Yeah. But once I really took time to explore the search results page, I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. Uh, not only do they give, try to find what you asked for, which is a challenge, it also curates stuff for you. Like, it'll give you a bunch of storylines. Like, if you search for Superman or something, it'll give you, you know, Man of Steel. Okay, by, my, by Brian Michael Bendis. Maybe not the best choice. But it uh-huh. curates that together for you. If you're searching for Batman, it brings up Batman No Man's Land. Or um, then there's another section beneath that. This is Get to Know. So, again, if you search for Superman, it'll say, like, have a block on Lobo or a block on Crypto. And you click it, and it's going to be a whole bunch of curated issues about that character. Or there's a showcase era, uh, which so I, I went looking for why the last man recently, yeah. which they're out there for the ultra users. And it was interesting. I guess they didn't know what to return for people who search for why the last man. So it gave me a bunch of crazy unrelated stuff, which was awesome. Like uh, they had a whole curated section of right Hellblazer by Jamie Delano. Well, hell, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, they, they had a curated section on Superman's best one shots. I'm like. That's pretty cool. I never really would have thought of that. Um, there's a curated section for manga on the DC Universe, which I didn't even know they had out there. Um, Black Heroes of the DC Universe. So they, they take time, and that's under the showcase area, but there's a lot of really cool curated stuff that they've taken time to do. I'm like, that's if you really take time to explore it, you'll find all kinds of crap that either you've never read that's worth reading or like, oh, I haven't thought of that in 30 years. Yeah, I want to read that. Yeah, And it's the things that you... You wanted to read one day, but you never got around to it. And now it's kind of hard to read unless you have the app. Like, um, I read all 50 issues of the Jonah Hex run that they did, uh, the Palmiotti and Gray, and it had a lot of Darwin Ooh, okay. Cook art and things like that. And it was, that was a fantastic run. It was pretty much standalone, really hard-boiled Western stories, like mm-hmm. Tarantino-esque. But, uh, yeah, they were a great read. And... If you look for the trades, they're really expensive. Like, it's very, no. really hard to get them. They've never done an omnibus. And you can thank the Jonah Hex movie for that because it tanked. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why Jonah Hex is toxic in the book market now. Interesting. Everyone who knows is just dying to read them. And, but it's not perfect. There's, like, there's gaps. If you want to read some really key issues of... Uh, like early Spectre, there's hardly, there's not a lot there. There's a, you know, mm. like every time an omnibus comes out, I'm hopeful that that means that some of the content will filter into the app. And things like, if you want to read the first appearance of Black Orchid, you're out of luck. It's not on the app. There's a few crossovers where DC used to own the rights to something that they don't anymore that aren't there. Wow. Uh. Sure, sure. Yeah. But there's a, a S.H.I.E.L.D. series which um, came out pretty much in the 2000s, but had, uh, you know, it tied into Magog and uh, Booster Gold and things like that. And that's never going to be available now because DC no longer have the rights. Gotcha. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not perfect, but a hell, my life is a hell of a lot easier because it exists now, definitely. Well, one of the things DC does that the other folks don't, like you're not going to get on Comicsology, you're not going to get on Marvel, you know, is you can create your own custom lists with the DC app, which are wonderful. What, so, what sort of madman would create their own list? <laughs> that would be me. Uh, like, I have a whole block of comics. Like, you can get granular. Like, if you want, like, okay, here's, you know, a, a bunch of issues you want to read that are, I keep going back to Teen Titans, but like Teen Titans related. Or like, I, I have two just main lists I use all the time, which is stuff that I want to read for the first time. So anytime I stumble across something like Far Sector that I haven't read, I'm like, huh, I need to check that out. So I just click a button, add it to my uh, things to read for the first time 
list and then stuff I stumble across like, I don't know, a, a Dr. Fate miniseries. I'm like, oh, I really like that. I, I loved reading that. I'll click the button and I'll add it to my um, list to reread. So I use those all the time. But then you can get really granular. Like I've just started a, a new list uh, specifically going to be for my podcast. So it's going to be like, OK, here's some upcoming issues of JLI podcast. So I specifically drop the issues that are related to that show or I'm actually probably going to use them more for my JSA show. But either way, and you can make that list public. So like when I get to my JSA show in the summer, I'm going to say, hey, guys, here are the issues of JSA that if you want to follow along for the show, read these. And I'll make that available publicly. And anyone, whether you're on the app or not, you can click it. You can see the comics in the list and you can stay on top of what's going on. And I think the lists are such a cool thing to do. But what's the problem with that? You're talking about the whole locked by country <laughs> yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, only Americans listen to my shows. No one in Australia <laughs> listens to my shows anyway. So who cares? Yeah, you've only got the American <laughs> JLA embassy, haven't you? Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> anyway, it's a fantastic way to organize. Would you, like, do you use the list at all or not? Uh, no. At first I started to, and then after a while I was just like, I'm good. if I want to read something, I'll download the first issue. And then I'll just have it sitting in my downloads, and then I'll, when it's time to start reading it, I'll just work through. I did that, except a couple things happened. One, I had to buy a new tablet, and so then everything I downloaded was gone, so I lost that. And two, it just kept filling up. Ah. My downloads just kept, because I like, ooh, I want to read that. And then I just, I don't know, something shiny happened. You know, I got interested in something else, and that's okay. And so I just had so much downloaded that I wasn't reading. Like, I, I sat with Super Sons downloaded forever. And I'm like, okay, I really want to reread this because I loved it, but I'm not going to get to it anytime soon. So instead, I just mark it in a list, and it's always there. And anytime, you know, whether I log in on the computer, log in on my phone, log in on that, it's always going to be there to remind me to read it. Yeah. Well, I, I I have got a little Excel list where I list what I have completed reading and what I'm caught up with. Yeah. Uh, you talked about books you want to read. So what are some books that are on the app that you want to get to? There's a lot of detective comics that I haven't read, like the, the pre- Crisis stuff. I haven't read um, some of the more famous uh, Munch Run and things like that. Right. Yeah, uh, I haven't read all of Brave and the Bold, the the classic series. Oh, yeah. okay. I've never read through all of Young Justice. I've read probably the first fifteen of those. That that's on my list of stuff to recommend to people. Yeah. So good. You're gonna have a hard time. I've never read the classic Blue Devil, Blue Beetle, or Booster Gold runs. Well, folks, I gotta go. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Paul. Really? That is shocking. Okay. Yeah. The blue the blue be the blue beetles um a little hit and miss. Uh a fun art, great concept, just doesn't always deliver. But the booster gold stuff is solid. The blue devil stuff is incredibly great. Yeah. What else? I've never read the Judd Winnick Green Lantern run. Surprisingly good. Yeah. yeah, it's one I've heard of, but it was it came and went in trades very quickly and I don't think it was ever fully collected, so you know, I never jumped on that train. Yeah, so there's things I'd like to try. But, I mean, also, I've, I've got DCOCD coming back, so there's a lot I've got to read for that, so... Well, I'll, I'll rattle off some stuff that I, I intend to okay. read. First is the, the more recent stuff. Uh, this is all newer stuff first. Uh, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong, <laughs> yes. which sounds ludicrous, okay? Like, I saw that, and again, couldn't roll my eyes hard enough, but everyone keeps saying it's so much fun. So I'm actually looking. Are you reading that? I assume. You yeah, I've been keeping up with that. And it, it has that deceased thing going where it can sort of do its own thing. But it's it's a, just a classic version of the, the characters you love without any of the weird baggage of what's going on now. Right. And that's the way you got to focus on a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, I want to continue with Tom Taylor's Nightwing. I also want to get into these Titans that he's doing. I'm looking forward to that. The JSA books. I've started them. Uh, at least I've started the Jay Garrick one. 
um, Jay Garrick, The Flash. I've started Alan Scott, Green Lantern. Yeah. Both of those have been great. I haven't started the Wesley Gods one yet. I think I want to read that as in Ooh, one run. That's really good. That's the best so of I, them. I think that's what I've heard. But like, I like Sandman Mystery Theater so much, and I found that the best way to read Sandman Mystery Theater is by story, not by issue. Yeah. And so I like I, I want to wait and read the Wesley one in, in one run. Uh, I, I read the first. I don't know, six issues or so of Mark Wade's world's finest. And it is, it, it, it deserves all the praise it's getting. Yeah. It's so good. So I want to really dive in and read the rest of those and all those related miniseries he's doing around it. Like the Shazam one and the Titans one and all that. Uh, fire and ice. I've heard mixed things on, but I want to read oh, it. I'm loving that. Oh, great. Superman 78. I never, I didn't get a chance to read that one yet. So I, it looks a lot of fun. I've heard a lot of great things about it. Yeah. And then there's a lot of older stuff that I want to dip my toe into. Like Tom Strong. I have Ooh, always yeah. wanted to read Tom Strong. I actually bought a trade of it not too long ago and then realized it's on the app. I'm like, well, that trade's just going to sit on the shelf because I'm just going to read the damn thing on the app then. Um, why the why the last man? So I actually read the first, I don't know, four or five trades of that and loved it and then just lost track of it. And I'm like, oh, this would be a great chance to just burn through it on the app. I didn't realize it was out there. Ex Machina, uh, I've never read that, um, but no, I'd I've like to read, read that. that. Yeah. And then there's superhero stuff like the Terrifics and Power Girl and Power Shazam and All-Star Western and all this kind of there's just a ton of stuff that every time I look in the app I'm like, "Ooh." So, I, unlike Paul, smartly add them to my, you know, <laughs> list of want to read, so it's always there for me no matter what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm doing a lot of turnover, so I, you know, I add 15 books a week and probably read 11 of them in a week. So, and then I'll, okay. I'll catch up. But have you read Top 10 at all? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Actually, I own the trades for that one. Uh, uh, that's really. Is that on the app? Yeah, it's on the app. They've just put up the Ooh. collections of that. That is the only absolute I own. Is top ten. I could. Oh, that would be a great one for the size. Yeah. yeah and, and actually, okay. So w since we, we didn't talk about panel by panel mode, and I'm a huge panel by panel mode fan. Uh, you know, with the, with the app, you can. And a lot of people don't like it, but I'm a especially when it comes to something like top ten, where the art is so important. You know, if you read panel by panel mode, you see the full page. Then you go, then it goes to showing you one panel at a time at full screen so you can really see all the detail they put into something like that. Yeah. Then once you finish the page, it shows you the full page again so you can see what, that, what it looks like. And it's just, that would be a great book to read in panel by panel. Yeah. So what are a few things that you would recommend to people read that they might not think of that are on the app? All right. Number one is the Flintstones. The Flintstones, ah. 12 issues. It's basically parody of modern day society by looking at 50 sensibilities through the Flintstones and it it's really insightful it's by Mark Russell it has um fantastic art by Steve Pugh and yeah everything about it is you're gonna underestimate it till you read it like uh yeah it, okay. it is a fantastic book to read and it made me think about lots of things about society that we just take for granted um, because, you know, it has the, the Flintstones dealing with the arrival of materialism, like having to own things like they've never had to deal with that before. Oh, that's yeah. Funny. And it, it, it does some stuff that is a real gut punch that you wouldn't expect. Um, wow. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll add one. It's not the same storytelling style, but it's in that Hanna-Barbera family. One on my list is Future Quest, which, uh, it's not a deep thought piece, but it is, it's Crisis on Infinite Earths. For the Hanna-Barbera universe, kind of, sort of. Like, you know, it's Johnny Quest teaming up with Space Ghost, teaming up with, you know, a, a, a ton of those, you know, Herculoids or whatever. Anyway, it's all these weird, quirky, and that, maybe it wasn't Hanna-Barbera. Whoever that, 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 those were Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, yeah, that, it was right? Hanna-Barbera yeah. properties, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was all the ones that you, you didn't think of mainstream-wise, like Flintstones. And Future Quest, written by um, 
uh, Jeff Parker, so you know it's great. Yeah. So anyway, Future Quest, a lot of fun, and they did some spinoffs to that where they team up with various uh, superheroes and stuff. Can't recommend that enough. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, I would say that a lot of people, like when Image debuted, Wildcats was one of those books that seemed very surfacy. But if you get a bit into the Wildcats run, there's some really good runs by people like James Robinson and um, Alan Moore and Joe Casey, which are fantastic. So track down those Wildcats issues because you're going to go, wow, this is not just good superheroes. It's pushing the envelope of what superheroes can be and setting really good concepts up. And that sort of leads into the you know the fertile ground in which things like planetary and the authority came from interesting yeah that's not something i ever would have touched in a million years uh wouldn't even thought about that yeah well it's there and you can pick the good stuff (laughs) well for uh for you folks that are damien haters right of robin (laughs) and there's a lot of us out there i i was one for a long time until i read two particular series i referenced them a minute ago that are just a pure joy to read so it's like i still hate damien except I like him in these comics, if that makes any sense, is um, in the Rebirth era back in 2016, which feels like a, just yesterday, but a long time ago, uh, Both they did a Super Sons book, which was the teaming of uh, Damien and a very, very young Jonathan Kent. And at the same time, they were doing Rebirth Teen Titans, where Damien led this group of Teen Titans. And I got to tell you, folks, I went in, my plan to read those were both to hate read them. My, my goal was like, I'm going to read this <laughs> and make sure that I don't like this. I'm sure I hate this, so I'm going to read it just to hate it. Both books I kept all the way through. I just adored them. And it made me find a version of Damien that I really liked. Not because he's a nice kid, but I just enjoyed reading about him. It's sort of like J.R. in uh, Dallas, if you ever watched it. Like, J.R., you didn't like J.R., but you liked watching him. You know, that's kind of how it was with Damien. It's like, I didn't like the kid, but I like watching him. And you get emotionally invested in it. So can't recommend Super Sons and uh, Rebirth Teen Titans enough. Yeah, no, I would recommend that. And the and the Robin uh, run is really good. But, you know, particularly he has a bit of vulnerability through his cockiness that mm-hmm. uh, normally he's just annoying. But in this, you know, you see that, you know, there's reasons why he's like that. Yeah. And, you know, just the, I love the things that he's like reading manga when he's not busy and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would I recommend? Uh, I went back and read a sort of, it was after the New 52 had started, but when they went to the, you know, the, like the second or third round of books, and there was a Doctor Fate run that came out. Um, oh, yeah, with a, right. With, with a new Doctor Fate called Khaled. Um, and that was really good, like really fun. And it sort of built on the previous Dr. Fate stuff, but, uh, yeah, he became the Dr. Fate in uh, Justice League Dark, uh, as the book progressed and got better. So that, right. that was a really good run. Um, the blue and gold run, that was, you know, eight issues. Yeah. Dan Jurgens, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an older one people might not think of as being on the app, but Camelot 3000 is out there. And if you've never read that, and I hadn't, I, I hadn't read it until last week. I'd never read Camelot 3000. Oh, uh, wow. And so I just, I, I had the physical trade. So what I did was, you know, uh, during the day I read the physical trade. And then at night I read the issues on the app, uh, you know, when, when my wife was asleep. So I wouldn't keep her awake with a light. So I just switched back and forth. And it, honestly, the experience was better on the app. But what a great book that I'd never read before. And it's like a slice of 80s that I had missed. And it was just joyful. I mentioned Scooby-Doo Team-Up earlier. And guys, it's it, that is a book I never would have bothered to pay for like i I would you know it's it's a hanna-barbera silly thing it is it's written by Sholly fish the art is consistently amazing 
And every issue is a superhero you freaking love. And it's like the perfect iconic version of that superhero you love. And there's a lot of really tongue-in-cheek humor. They did one, I remember, with Green Lantern and Green Arrow. And there was some super subtle digs about various Green Arrow, Green Lantern history that only a comic buff like us would know. And I'm like, <laughs> this is freaking genius. This is this is not just a kid's comic. This is for us. And cannot recommend that enough. They're fast reads. And they were originally done for uh, digital first. So they read really nicely on the apps. Yeah. Um, and there's things that I've read lots of times before that I would tell people to read if you've never read them. Like, go read Suicide Squad by John Ostrander. Mm-hmm. So sure, That sure. is a fantastic run. Uh, go read Le- uh, Legion of Superheroes five year later era. Like you, you've heard a lot about it. People love it. People hate it. It's very diverse. Di- 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 that word that's complicated. Uh, divisive. divisive. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, see, I love everyone, so I can't be divisive. It's so stinking good. And once you, and now that we've lost Keith Giffen, right? And, and you realize what Keith was doing here, and you learn, you once you learn Keith's language, his artistic language. Oh my gosh, it is so rich, it is so powerful, it is so interesting. Yeah, Hitman, if you've never read Hitman, go read Hitman, it's fantastic. Um, I think it's the best Garth Innes work, I think it's better than Preacher. So, wow, okay. Yeah, right. definitely better than The Boys. Ooh, okay, interesting. Well, I mean, right. I think The Boys TV show is better than the comics. So. Okay, I've never read it, so I don't know, okay. Uh, I was going to say Our Man is a book that not a lot of people read right around 1999, 2000. <laughs> I sold mine. <laughs> because it's on the app. Uh, it's really interesting. They play around with time travel in some really fun ways. It's a book that you wouldn't expect to be interesting. I remember when it came out, like I remember Mark Wade used to buy extra copies of the store and hand them out at conventions just to try and get people to read the book. He was so enamored with it. And he wasn't even writing it, folks. Um, it's really, and I was rereading that recently and I was like, wow, what a deep, fun comic that is. With real Rags Morales art, so the art is fantastic. Really, really enjoyable. Anyway, this is probably a good place to play some promos and then we'll come back and wrap things up. According to the latest report from falsifiedstats.com, there are currently 12 million active comic book podcasts clogging up the internet superhighway and 2.3 million new comic book podcasts are being created every single day. If you're looking for something a little different, then let me tell you about Mike's Comic Shop Roadshow. Mike travels the globe and visits comic shops along the way, talking to the owners or really just whomever happens to be minding the store that day. And it's through these conversations that you'll meet some wonderful people and learn how comic shops are run in places like Murfreesboro, Illinois and Liverpool, New South Wales, Australia. So check out Mike's Comic Shop Roadshow, a truly unique comic book podcast among billions of the same old, same old. Find it now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Mike, and I approve this message. Imagine a podcast that celebrates the things we love. Why spend time being so angry and cynical about our fandoms? Join me, the Irredeemable Shag, for a show where we're just trying to be happy. The Once Upon a Geek Podcast. Our discussions focus on a variety of geeky subjects that we're passionate about. While the topics will be ever-changing, our focus will be on science fiction, comic books, what it means to be a geek in this world, and other nostalgia-fueled ideas. Life is short. Focus on the positive. Find your joy. The Once Upon a Geek Podcast, part of the Fire & Water Podcast Network. Yeah, well, I mean, we could do this whole 
for hours, but yes, yeah, we, we should probably wrap it up now. You do some sort of Justice League podcast, I've heard, on the grapevine? No, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Justice League International Blahaha podcast, we have been covering every well, Giffen Dimatteis era, and we are coming to an end. After eight long years, we are almost done with all of the Giffen Dimatteis Justice League stuff. So we'll be wrapping, closing the doors on that podcast this summer. Uh, but then I'll be starting up my monthly coverage of JSA. So we'll be covering uh, a lot of JSA stuff from the 90s and the 2000s. Really looking forward to diving into that. I also have a show called Once Upon a Geek where I talk about anything that brings me joy. Uh, it could be comics. It might be TV shows. It's anything that makes me happy, which is why Paul hasn't been on that show yet. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we, we've talked about anything from Blue Devil to Doctor Who to V to Ted Lasso to anything, anything at all. So it's a place where if you just want to be happy, check that one out. And people who follow me, we've got more DCOCD starting in February. So that's exciting. And Waiting for Doom, we've got to do an ep about the TV show ending. And then I, I don't know what we're going to do after that. But uh, Oh, it's, it's right there in the name. You're going to wait. That's what yeah. you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we'll probably do Gary shows at some point, which is just Mike and I talking. But I just want to give a shout out to our Brew Crew members. So these are the people who have bought us a coffee. Um, we are starting bi-monthly Zoom chats with the Brew Crew. So if you want to be part of that, just make a donation. It could be one cup of coffee. It could be 400 cups of coffee. I don't mind. So, But uh, yeah, just look up Waiting for Doom on uh, Buy Me a Coffee and um, yeah, give till it hurts or till you're comfortable. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> But the, yeah, we've got AJ Wright, you know, you know, Ashford. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic podcaster. He does straight out of the Federation and the Huntress and the Cassandra Kane podcast. What else? And the straight out of Gallifrey. I mean, he's, he's all over the, I mean, the right on network is his, his baby. So he's all over there. Yeah. Uh, Tim Price, who does the outcasters and he's on the Cassandra Kane one a lot. Yeah. Kevin Weta, my friend from Charlotte. Uh, he's, he's a member. Fabio from Brazil. He's a member. Wow. From Brazil. You, you don't know what it's like there, foreign listeners. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. My international yeah. podcast. Uh, Bill Bear from the Bat Pod is, is in there. Frack from England. Frack. I'm hoping to get to know Frack better soon. Uh, Keith G. Baker. I don't know who that is. That guy yeah. is trouble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Bender. Ma uh, Martin Gray. He joined recently. Oh. And a uh, mutual friend of ours, Mike Atchison. He's just oh, nice. he does the um, Mike's uh, Comic Roadshow podcast, which mm -hmm. uh, I will be on an upcoming episode, and you have already been on, I believe. I have been on one. Exactly right, yeah. And I'll be on another one, too. Oh, Pretty much that's how it works. When someone has you on a show, they bring me in to sort of play cleanup. Right. If, okay. if, I, if I can, for, did you finish the Brew Crew list? I'm sorry. I did, yeah. That's the okay. list so far. Folks, if you haven't donated to the Brew Crew, it's, it's not my place to say this, but as a guest, I just want to help you guys understand it's so important to help out the podcast you love because paul puts it may not look like it on the surface come on come on it's paul puts a <laughs> hell of a lot of work into these shows to produce them and bring them to you it's time away from his family it's there's financial stuff involved it's a lot of work and anything you can do to help out is is really appreciated because i mean we're in this because we love it we want to keep doing it you guys are enjoying it so if you can help out please do so oh wow i got some authentic shag marketing on my show don't tell anyone <laughs> and thanks, Shag. I mean, uh, honestly, you are, um, 
I'm trying to think of it. If you, would you be the axle? Are you thinking that all the spokes come off? I don't know. You're, you are a centerpiece of the community of podcasting, and, you, and you've done a lot to make a community around it. And we had the trip to HeroesCon last year where we met each other and were briefly excited and then disappointed. Yep. But yeah, you bring people together, and it's one of the things you do with Rob on the Fire and Water Network and all the people on your network, and it's, uh, yeah, it's fabulous. And I'm really glad to call you a friend uh, but not very often right exactly i mean the face to face it was one big long awkward hug and then it just was an awkward weekend but mm-hmm. uh I, that's very kind of you to say i i don't feel like i'm a spoke i'm just part of the group i mean i feel so lucky that this group of friends and and everyone listening you're part of it you know all of us have come together and are so accepted. I mean, think about it. How many times did you go into a comic shop and you just love chit-chatting with the people in the comic shop, right? You know, you're just debating whatever, talking about new comics. That's what the podcasting community feels like. It feels like hanging out at the comic shop and talking to friends. And I just love that feeling. Well, I appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you so much, Paul. And, and like we said, it's been like two or three years since we revisited this topic. It's a lot of fun coming back to it. And I always enjoy chatting with you. So thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, thank you, mate. And uh, yeah, appreciate having you. So, folks, uh, if you, please send in your – I don't know where to. Uh, <laughs> com. We've got a, a reference for every episode. There it is. Perfect. Please be sure to uh, share this show on social media and let Paul know how much you enjoyed it. So please share Dial F for Flanger, the whole Waiting for Doom podcast, out on social media and share share your comments. Let us know your thoughts on the show. And you know where to do that anyway. And it's in the show notes. Yeah, so thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining me, Shag. And we'll catch you all next time on the next Dial F for Flanger. We're talking about DC Comics. We're talking about DC Comics. Do, 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 skedadadadada. Maybe you like the Superman stuff. Maybe you like the Wonder Woman. Maybe you like the Green Lantern. Maybe you like the Flash. Or maybe you're like Paul and you've never read Blue Devil, which is crazy. Or maybe you just like, I don't know, whatever the hell Monkey Prince is. I don't know.